Hello and God bless you. You're listening to Rock Your World Naturally. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, Certified Integrative Nutrition Health Coach and Health Evangelist, sharing God's message of health to heal your world naturally in body, soul, and spirit. Thank you to all of our new and returning listeners. If you hadn't had the opportunity to do so, I'd like to invite you to visit my website at rockyourworldnaturally.com. Once you're there, be sure to enter your first name and email address in the email subscription area. Once you've signed up, you'll receive health tips, articles, tools, and free gifts that I only share via email. The information that you receive is specifically designed to help you on your journey to experiencing the abundant health that God has promised you in 3 John 2. My dear friend, I wish above all things that you prosper and live in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'd also love to connect with you on social media. Follow and like me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rock your world naturally and on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash rock your world 28. Today's podcast is podcast episode three, four pillars to setting the course for your health. Our scripture focus is Revelations 3.12. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it anymore. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. If you had the opportunity to listen in on my previous podcast, I talked about setting your course for 2019 and beyond. And I personally shared that years ago, I let go of making resolutions and instead I discovered that I achieved greater results by focusing more on setting my course according to God's blueprint for my whole life, which includes my body, my soul, and my spirit. And so setting your course is a holistic approach to living your life optimally. So it involves your steadfast intention to wholeheartedly embrace God's plan for your health. And so in order to do that, it's something that you have to be intentional about. It's about being consistent in living by the standard that is set for your health so that you can perform at the highest level in every area of your life. And so to help you on your health journey, I want to equip you with four pillars to set the course for your health. And so when I hear or if I think about the word pillar, I think about the purpose that it actually has. And so if you can just visualize for a moment the purpose of a pillar, and it's usually a tall vertical structure made of stone or wood or metal to support a specific building. And some of our most beautiful architectural structures in the world are held up by massive pillars. If you've seen pictures of coliseums or temples throughout the world, you'll know that they are held up by pillars. And even when we think about Solomon's temple, which is recorded as one of ancient history's most elaborate architectural structures, it was held up by bronze pillars with beautiful hanging gardens within the temple. And so if we remove a pillar, from a temple, what would happen? The results would actually be disastrous. The temple would collapse. 
there would be a heap of rubble remaining. So one pillar is essential to holding up the entire building. The Bible actually references pillars over 29 times throughout the Old and the New Testaments. And so a pillar not only supported structures, but also represented memorials, victory, and God's divine presence. Back in Genesis, Jacob set up a pillar as a, a memorial and a place of worship. Genesis 28, 18 through 22 reads, So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of the place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. In another scripture, Exodus 13, 21 through 22, we see that a pillar is actually representative of a cloud of fire that traveled with the children of Israel. And the Lord God went before them day by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and at night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. So these are just a few examples of the significance of pillars throughout the scriptures. It, it can be represented physically as well as spiritually. And so as believers, we are the temples of God. And as temples, there are certain pillars that hold us up spiritually and even regarding our health. And so the four pillars I want to talk to you about in this episode can be summed up with a simple acronym, PRAY, P-R-A-Y. So the first pillar, represented by P, signifies taking a prayerful approach to eating. R represents your relationship with food. A being aggressive in your pursuit to achieve better health, and the letter Y, simply asking the question, what is your why? Why you must prioritize your health. And so that first pillar, taking a, a prayerful approach to eating, have you ever taken a prayerful approach when it comes to eating? And I'm not just referring to saying a blessing over your food or a prayer, but a prayerful approach because did you know that eating is actually a spiritual practice? In my book, Rock Your World Naturally, Seven Divine Keys to Unlock Extraordinary Health, I write it this way. Christians have totally disconnected the way that we eat from our spirituality, when in fact, God ordained eating as a spiritual practice. When God originally prescribed laws to the children of Israel in the book of Leviticus concerning eating, he made it known that there is a distinction concerning what food he wanted us to eat 
or organic whole foods and clean meats. In addition to what we are to eat, God also shared that we are not to overindulge in gluttonous eating habits. As outlined in Proverbs 23 and 2, and put a knife to your throat if you're given to appetite. In the book of Daniel, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are prime examples of making decisions based on biblical principles concerning our eating. This approach that they took was actually a prayerful one. And because their choices stem from their obedience and love for God, they experienced amazing health and were found to be unparalleled in wisdom, spiritual agility, interpretation of dreams, leadership ability, and they were also gifted in mathematics and the sciences. And this is proof that having a prayerful approach to eating biblically has everything to do with how we function mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. If we look at that scripture in Daniel chapter 1, verses 11 to 15, it says, Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of the staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who were eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So that after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. So as we think about these scriptures that have just been read, what is your prayerful approach to eating? And maybe you've never thought about that. And maybe it's time to really approach it in a prayerful way to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in your eating. And much like Daniel and his fellow brothers that were prayerful, Saying a prayer that is taking a a prayerful approach could be as simple as something like this. Father, help me to eat foods that are beneficial to my overall well-being. I ask for the strength to make wise choices with my eating by choosing nourishing, whole, clean foods. Lord, help me to eat life-giving food that will fuel my body with energy, vitality, and health rather than oppress it with sickness, disease, and pain. Father, my desire is to eat foods that will ultimately glorify your name. Amen. When it comes to God's plan for food, it has never changed. His plan has always been simplistic in nature, yet it's deeply embedded with spiritual principles. And when followed, God's way will lead you into living a life that is healthy, overflowing with vitality and great strength. The second pillar is reestablishing your relationship with food. Yes, you can have a relationship with food. So what is your relationship with food? Meaning, what is your connection to food? 
Do you see food as a blessing, a gift from God that is meant to be enjoyed to provide health and healing to your body? Or are you eating emotionally to suppress issues that have never been dealt with as a means of comfort? And so to understand your relationship with food, you have to understand what food actually is. And so God's definition for food, it's never changed. And it's found in Genesis 9, verse 3. Everything that lives shall be meat for you, even as the green herb, as I have given you all things. And so this definition for food, it's very straightforward. It's simple. It's not at all complicated. Animals and plant life for food. Now, in the beginning... God called us to a vegetative, vegetarian state. However, after the fall of man, sin came in. God had to actually restructure our eating so that we would be able to survive the elements and the climates on the planet. So in the beginning, we were given the responsibility of working in harmony with the earth to cultivate the land, to produce crops and raise cattle for food. And if you think, if you take a quick inventory of what we're eating today, food has taken on many different variations outside of God's original definition. And much of what people are eating today really isn't food at all, but it's actually a food product. And food products, they're actually highly processed. They consist of particles that are derived from whole foods. And so some examples of food products are box cereal, soda, instant mashed potatoes, donuts, fast food, frozen dinner entrees, jelly, bagels, canned goods, bottled juice, pasta, bread, ice cream, potato chips, <laughs> all those things that individuals seem to enjoy and love. But however, that is not true whole food. So a food particle or a food product is basically any edible item that's not in its original or whole form state. And so this is where the term whole food actually comes from. When food is in its whole state, it's food that has not been processed or it's minimally processed and it's still in its whole state. That includes all vegetables, fruits, ancient grains, um, legumes, nuts. But because we have adopted an unhealthy relationship with food that has not been by God's design, our nation has become obsessed with overindulging in unhealthy, oversized fast food meal portions that contribute to the 52% obesity rate in America. And that number is continuing to skyrocket. And so the fat, the sugar, the chemical content in these food products, they inflict damage on our temples, on our actual blood cells. And this creates a chain reaction it plagues the body with diseases such as high blood pressure, inflammation, stroke, arthritis, heart disease, and even cancer. One statistic that you might find very fascinating um, was actually provided by a gentleman by the name of Eric Scholler. He wrote a book called Fast Food Nation, The Dark Side of the All-American Meal. And in his book, he writes, in 1970, Americans spent about $6 billion on fast food. In 2000, they have spent more than $110 billion. Americans now spend more money on fast food than on higher education, personal computers, 
computer software, or new cars. They spend more on fast food than on movies, books, magazines, newspapers, videos, and recorded music combined. When you think about that, that is truly alarming. And as believers, as we look around, there is no doubt that we are living in the last days. God wants us. He needs us as his people to be spiritually and physically well for the days that lie ahead. And so we must be fit to fight the good fight of faith. And when we have so much of the fast food uh, food products that are before us, so many lives are being ended short. Destinies are being unfulfilled. Dreams are being suppressed because individuals are so plagued and riddled with sickness and disease that they cannot truly carry out the assignment that God has established for them to carry out on this earth. And so we have to come to a point, ladies and gentlemen, where we are laying down our own wisdom and reconnect our spirituality back to God in the way that we are eating. Our third pillar is aggressively pursuing your divine health. And that goes right along with pillar number two. When we are reestablishing our relationship with food, we have to be aggressive with it. Um, Are you familiar with the story of David and Goliath in 1 Samuel 17? So if we think about that story in that actual chapter, Goliath, he's described as a nine foot tall Philistine giant. Uh, He tormented David's country day and night. And he was a a battle-hardened soldier, and he just demolished and destroyed anyone that came into his pathway. And so Goliath, he was quite intimidating. He gave uh, David's country no rest. He was shouting uh, threatening words, harsh words, and negative words about enslaving their nation. And so Goliath challenged someone to a fight, and he said that whichever side won, their country would become enslaved to the other. And so no one was brave enough or bold enough, courageous enough to accept the challenge that the giant had put out there, not the king, not any of the valiant warriors. And so the Bible actually says that the men of Israel were so afraid that they ran, they were hiding. And so one day David was sent on an errand by his father to carry lunch to his brothers who were on the battlefield. And so as David came up on the encampment, he couldn't avoid overhearing the loud threats that were being made by by Goliath. And so David saw what was going on. He heard what was going on. And this filled his heart with deep concern. And so he talked to some of the men and he discovered that um, the king had placed an offer on the table. And he said, for the man who slays Goliath, he'll be given great riches. He'll be given the king's daughter to marry. His father's house would be free from paying taxes. And so this, these, these were major rewards. And so after David was hearing this, he asks the men, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of the living God? And so David's older brother, he overheard him. He became angry about what he was trying to do, about inquiring about the giant. And he told him to go back to the fields to tend his sheep in the wilderness. And in return, I could just imagine 
David looking into his brother's eyes, looking into the men's eyes, the warrior's eyes. And he said, is there not a cause? Isn't there a reason? And so David was a young shepherd boy whose only battle experience had taken place while he was tending his sheep on two separate occasions. And so when his sheep were threatened with attacks from a lion and a bear, David single-handedly killed both of them. And so David said, surely if God helped me to, to kill a lion and a bear, why couldn't I conquer this giant? And so with great faith, David stepped up to the challenge and he withstood Goliath with no fancy armor, no weaponry. He was confident in the God who had been with him in the past and believed that he would not fail him. So David's weapons, they were five smooth stones, something plain and simple. And yet with only one stone, David killed Goliath and he brought freedom and justice to the land. And so David was aggressive in slaying the giant. He was not passive in his position. He confronted the lies that he was hearing with truth. And so I challenge you that you can no longer remain passive in your comfortable position regarding your health. There is too much at stake. The fulfillment of your God-given destiny on earth, your quality of life on earth, your family, the generations that will follow you, you must be truthful about your health. It is time to be aggressive. It is time to cast down the fear. It is time to cast down the lies. In the book, The God-Sized Brain, How Changing Your View of God Transforms Your Life by Dr. Timothy Jennings, he writes, sadly, Far too many people fail to realize that the ultimate reason for pursuing truth is healing. Instead, throngs of people fear the truth. They fear that knowing the truth will cause pain, embarrassment, or loss of position, job, respect, health, relationships, and reputation. So what do they do? They run from it. But we must learn to be truthful in all things in all circumstances, in all relationships, for truth destroys lies and opens the life for healing. And so the purpose of this podcast, Rock Your World Naturally, it's to share God's truth about health so that you can be set free in your body, soul, and spirit. To cast down and shut down the lies of the enemy about your health that you will never be able to lose weight that you'll never be able to be well, that you'll never be able to be mentally stable. Romans 8.32 says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So let your healing begin by facing the truth about your health. Let it start today. You can start taking simple measures in your own home, like start removing those unhealthy foods in your home that are not beneficial to you, that you know that are, that are hurting you. Cookies, cakes, donuts, sugar addiction. Did you know that sugar addiction is just as strong as a cocaine addiction? That is scientifically proven. And so ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to give you the strength to begin removing these toxic things from your life. If you need to 
Start an exercise regimen. Get up and move your body. Even if you need to start out by walking five minutes a day, three days a week, it's a start until you can become stronger, until you can get the strength that you need to go greater distances. If you haven't seen the movie or the documentary Fed Up, I want to encourage you to watch it. I'm going to have the link of it on my website. This movie is one of the greatest motivators that will challenge you aggressively to pursue a healthy lifestyle. Remember this, that the journey to greater health, it always begins with one step. And I want to encourage you to begin taking that one step. The fourth pillar is what's your why? So if we just think about the story of David and Goliath that we went over that there are so many giant systems. Goliath was the giant at that time. In our dispensation, in our generation, we are facing the same giants, but in a different form that are confronting our health on a daily basis. They are becoming increasingly louder. They are becoming more boisterous. They are more ever present. And the whole goal is, is they are aiming to keep men, women, and children enslaved in a world of sickness and disease. We've got giant systems such as the pharmaceutical company. We've got giant, uh, the FDA that's authorizing the mass production and distribution of unhealthy foods and unsafe products in our supermarkets and in our schools. And so David presented his brothers and the men of Israel with the question, is there not a cause? You too have a cause. You have a reason to fight for your health. So what is your why? God's will is for his church to live an abundant life that includes being and feeling healthy. And as a child of God, you have to have and possess the necessary zeal, energy, and drive and creative ability to fully carry out the tasks and the assignments that God has specifically designed for you on this earth. This is the reason why you must stand up to slay the giants that are fighting against your health. If we're not feeling well physically, we won't be able to effectively accomplish much of anything. So just as David used something as simple and basic as a smooth stone to slay the giant, the same posture can be applied to the Rock Your World Naturally lifestyle. It is very simple. It is according to God's plan. It is not complicated at all. And right now at this particular moment, there is a health revolution that is sweeping across America. Why? Because men, women, and children, they are no longer putting their faith in faulty systems and ineffective methods, but they're looking and they are seeking for alternative answers to live healthier. And who better to obtain those answers from than the creator who fashioned us with his own two hands? So it is time to launch a God-inspired revolution in favor of a new system that is not really new, but it's always belonged to us. It's the God care system. So what this means is that you are choosing to no longer conform to the systems of the world, but holy, living, God-centered biblical principles that result in transformation in spirit, soul, and body. So I invite you to adopt the four pillars to set the course for your health. 
and and believe me that to do so it's going to involve your willingness to let go of old mindsets ineffective methods in favor of God's system so that you can prove what is good and acceptable and perfect towards his will in living a healthy lifestyle so the four pillars to to setting the course for your health one p approach your health prayerfully take a prayerful prayerful position just as Daniel Hananiah I'm sorry, Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael did. R, reestablish your relationship with food. A, aggressively pursue your divine health. And the letter Y, what's your why? What is your why? A better quality of life, being healthier so that you can carry out your assignment and fulfill the destiny that God has for you on your earth on this earth. And so to help you to move forward, I want to be able to say a prayer for you to ask God to help you to stay the course for your health as we are moving forward into 2019 and beyond. So Father, for everyone that is listening, I ask you to stir the heart Stir their desire to diligently pursue your original blueprint for health and wellness that you established in your holy word. There is so much deception, O God, that the deceiver has planted seeds of doubt, confusion, and lies that are strategically designed to lead your people off of our healthy course in body, soul, and spirit. So, Father, as we are persevering and learning and reading and applying the truths within your word about our health. Father, we ask that you ward off any incessant pleas from the enemy to yield to temptation. We desire to live a healthy life, not just for a season, but for all the way to eternity. Thank you for helping your people to overcome in our body and our soul and our spirit. For you promised in Revelations 3.12 that he who overcomes, that you will make him and establish him as a pillar in the temple of God. And we will remain there forever. And you will write your name upon our lives and the name of the city of God, the new Jerusalem, which will come down out of heaven. It's our heart's desire to be the pillars that you have called us to be, to influence as many people as possible around us, to join us in this noble call of serving you, in our whole body, soul, and spirit. Father, may you find us faithful so that those who watch our lives daily will also find us faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd love to hear your feedback on this show. Be sure to connect with me on facebook.com forward slash rock your world naturally. Hit the like button and follow me on Twitter at twitter.com rockyourworld28. If you have a question that's related to health in spirit or physically or emotional health, be sure to reach out to me via email at rockyourworldnaturally at gmail.com. Visit my website at rockyourworldnaturally.com or you'll find this podcast along with a copy of the notes. You can also access the link for the documentary Fed Up for yourself or to share with a loved one or a friend. 
you'll also be able to download the Four Pillars of Health poster that you can print out, place on your refrigerator, bathroom, or bedroom mirror, or save it on your digital device as a reminder to set the course for your health every single day. Know that my prayer for you will always be rooted in 3 John and 2. My dear friend, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may enjoy good health and that all may be well, even as your soul is getting along well. Have a blessed and amazing week.